What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the second ever episode of Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Chris Meany. Very excited about this show and didn't have to pull Pat's arm too much here to do a hockey show. It was basically his idea, and you know that I'm all about that. So welcome in the second episode, as I mentioned. A shout out to uh, the guys last night who kicked it off for us, Matt Moody and DJ Mitchell. Fantastic stuff as they previewed two of the four divisions in the NHL, gave their winners. They're going to be on this show every Tuesday and Thursday. I will be on this show every Monday with one of my favorite guys ever of all time, Eric Young. What is up, my man? Christopher, we're uh, we're back skating on the same line again, buddy. We are. You're the captain, and uh, I'm the guy that just skates around really fast and runs into people. So that's uh, that's okay. Everyone's got a job to do, but it's it's cool to be talking bucks again, man. NHL season is upon us. Dude, give yourself a little bit more credit than that. But um, yes, looking forward to chatting puck with you all year long. I mean, we're just two sleeps away. Hockey starts on Wednesday. So welcome in. Thanks for taking the time to hang out again. Subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. If you don't already, you're watching the show. Like it. Maybe give your favorite bet. It doesn't even have to be your favorite bet. Your favorite team. Leave a comment in the YouTube section of... Uh, I would like to see your favorite bet, to be honest, but your favorite team, I'm fine with it. Favorite sleeper, lots of stuff going on here. Of course, if you follow my work over at FTN, I got a fantasy hockey draft kit, which is live. If you buy FTN daily, you're going to get FTN bets and that draft kit for free. A little buy one, get one deal going on until mid-month of January. So lots of hockey on this show, DFS picks. I will be here every Monday, as I mentioned, with Eric Young. On Wednesdays, we're going to have a rotating DFS analyst. We're going to get that way, get that underway this week. And then on Friday, I will be joined by a special guest. I cannot wait to tell you, and I will have to wait to tell you, but uh, it's going to be great. So again, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. If you're listening on the audio podcast, wherever it is that you're listening to your favorite audio podcasts, leave a review, five stars, we'll take them. EY, you and I are going to go division by division. I'm going to get your thoughts just on the craziness that was the off season and all the different alignments here in the NHL. It's, it's new. Yeah. I mean, it's wild times for everybody. I, I got fired from my old job. I got a new job then I got fired from my other job. Now I have this job. So it's uh, I mean, we're all just rolling with the punches right now. Crazy times uh, pumped that they were able to make the playoffs work in the bubble. Uh, the new alignment is wild. I like it. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't think it stays like this, but I mean, it's, it's ultra interesting. I like the, the fact that the teams will play each other several times. I think that's going to create some animosity and a playoff style atmosphere during the regular, regular season. It's do or die. Regular season is shorter. Every game is important. It's, I mean, there's so much to talk about. It's so compelling. It's so interesting. It's so different. And I'm here for it, man. All day, every day. You, you know, you always hear a lot of people in, that talk in hockey, you know, if you're not in a playoff spot by American Thanksgiving, then uh oh, look out. Like you need to be in a good spot. And the fact that we're starting the season in January with everyone on the same page, it is going to be very entertaining. It's going to be, you know, throw out all the cliches that you want to throw out, you know, do or die. You got to win. But all of those things are going to be more so more true this year than in years past. Cause it's a 56 game season and you can't have slow starts. All right. So speaking of, slow starts let's get into it 
North Division. Let's start with the All-Canadian Division. Are you kidding me? This is great. It doesn't seem like the NHL is going to continue this. They think it's a one-off. I, I get it. It's going to be a lot of travel from coast to coast. Canada is a huge country. That's why if you've looked at the schedule, you see it's almost like playoff series, like mini playoff series. You play this team three, four times in a row, then you move on. Let's start with the Calgary Flames. You're going to roll through these teams uh, right up at the top. Calgary, we got a 65.5 point total for them plus 650 to win the North division minus 200 to make the playoffs and 35 to one to win the Stanley cup. Eric, you look at this flames team and you just look overall at this entire Canadian division. A lot of goalies uh, have come and gone in this division Uh, goalie carousel. I will say the flames added Jacob Markstrom from the Canucks finally got themselves a number one goalie since what? Ika Kippersoff, Josh Levo. They add, Chris Tanev, they add. They lose Cam Talbot. Eric Gustafson's gone. TJ Brody, Tobias Reeder. What do you make of this Flames team? For me, this is the hardest one. I mean, there's a lot of questions. Uh, I, I thought that they would be a lot better than they were last year. They, they were not a good team last year. Uh, Goudreau was not scoring. Monaghan wasn't scoring. Those guys have to be going for this team to be good. So we'll see what happens with that. The big question will be goal. You I mean, Markstrom obviously had an unbelievable year, um, really helped Vancouver make it into the playoffs. I, I believe he was one, you know, the number one reason why Vancouver was so competitive last year, but he is injury prone. He is uh, long in the tooth. He's what is he? 30, 32. Uh, I think maybe 33. So that's uh, old for a professional athlete. Uh, unfortunately, I am much older than that. Um, but yeah, that, this I think the Calgary Flames are the hardest for me to to kind of decide. I feel like most of those numbers are kind of how I feel. But I mean, it's just going to come down to goaltending and what Markstrom can do. What do you think, though? Like Markstrom's been the past three years, he's been one of the most underrated goalies in the league and his numbers over the last three years are pretty much identical, Eric. Like he has, I don't think a lot of people realize how good of a goalie he is. I mean, he's going to stay on the West coast, but a lot of people watching Canucks games. I don't know. Are they even seeing how good Markstrom is? Like you can make the case last year for him. He was their MVP. And then he suffered the injury in the bubble and Demko kind of took over. But I think he is exactly what Calgary has been looking for for years. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, I believe that this is probably the best goalie they've had for at least five years. Um, I think Vancouver made the decision that, you know, because of his age and not wanting to give him term and not wanting to give him a pile of money at that age, it's not like he has a ton of miles on him. It's not, I mean, he hasn't been the starting guy, the guy that been called on for, for eight plus years. He's, he's only done that for the last two or three years. So I don't think he's done. I, I think he's still going to be good. I think going to a new team with a shortened training camp and stuff like that, and, you know, learning a new system and having new defensive, uh, defensemen in front of them it, it, there's a lot to learn you mean there's a lot to to understand style of play and, and where he needs to be and, and 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 what he needs to be doing systems wise so it's it worries me man it worries me for calgary i mean i i want every team in the north division to win because it's it's been too long for a canadian team to go deep in the playoffs but uh, it all comes down to markstrom here i think i mean just goaltending in general this year i think is going to decide a lot of things well, I guess, you know, if you're looking for a Canadian team to finally get back to the finals, this is the year, I guess they got the best chance. We're going to see one at least get to the semifinals. So we're going to see four make the playoffs here. 
I, th- I th- the Flames are right on the bubble for me. I, I think that they they get in as we roll through the division. There's there's three teams I like more than them. I think they're going to fight with the Canucks. As for Johnny Goudreau, I think we'll see a bit of a bounce back from him. You look at 2018, he had 36 goals and 99 points in 82 games. And then last year through 70, he just has 18 goals, 40 assists, 58 points, uh, a career low shooting percentage. So you can expect a bit of a bounce back from him. I just don't think that they're a playoff team. Like, I just don't feel like they have those pieces to be a playoff team. When I watched them against the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche a couple of years ago, like, Goudreau wouldn't even go in the corners. He just seemed – they just seemed, like, a bit soft up front. Would you agree with that take? I, at the 60, I, 65.5 I is a decent win total. I think they – or the point total, yeah. I think maybe they get there, but I'm not taking them anywhere else. Yeah, I, I have them not making the playoffs. And if yeah, I was Goudreau, right. I wouldn't go in the corners either. He is a <laughs> he is a tiny human being. I mean, I mean a little this hard is the reality yeah, he can skate and he can handle the puck and he is really fun to watch. But yeah. um, I, I still think, you know, the jury is still out on a player that size in a, in a game that is still full contact, uh, is still about physicality, intimidation. Uh, I'm always going to look at professional hockey that way. And I think uh, people have found out if, if, if you get physical with them and you beat them up a little bit, it, it's harder for him to do. And it, it it diminishes the want for him to handle the puck and have the puck on his stick. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I think a lot of last year was him squeezing his stick too much and, you know, trying to put it all on himself because he knows he's the guy there for offense. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I have them out. I don't think they make it uh, into the playoffs. So that's where I'm sitting with the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Like I said, I like that 65.5, but I, they're right on the bubble for me. I think, you know, by the end of the show, I'll probably have them out as well. Um, there were a lot of reports of rumors of Goudreau being dealt in the offseason. I think if the Flames miss the playoffs this time, we could see a major shakeup. I like that top line, Monaghan, Goudreau. And I think Andrew Mangiapani, that's a name that always messes me up. He's a sleeper, I think, in the, in the fantasy community. If you're still doing some drafts, it looks like he's going to get some top power play time. Could potentially get on that top line if they wanted to just get some more balance with Lindholm on that second unit with Backlund and Kachuk. I like the top six. Uh, I will say that, but um, that's it from from the Flames. Uh, we're not totally starting strong here. This is a better team, I believe. The Edmonton Oilers are next, uh, 65.5 again. A lot of these Canadian teams are kind of just grouped together in terms of point totals. Plus 450, though, for them to win the division. Minus 215 to make the playoffs. 26-1 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. The Oilers, you and I have been talking about the Oilers for – a few years. And I think we've been on the same page. Like, yeah, they have McDavid and dry saddle, but this is a team to me that I just feel like is always overrated in terms of Vegas. You and I said, if there was any team to get bounced in the bubble, it would probably be the Edmonton Oilers. That's exactly what we saw last year from them. Great forwards, questionable on the back end, questionable in goal. They lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. Like they ran into a hot goalie in Corey Crawford, who, by the way, just retired recently. Um, I don't know about this team. They bring in Tyson Berry. They bring in Kyle Turris. They don't really lose anybody. They're still rolling with the same blue line without Oscar Clefbaum for quite a bit. Koskinen and net. What do you make of the Edmonton Oilers? I can't see them missing the playoffs, but I don't like the fact that they didn't add pieces on the back end, really, besides Barry, who's not a strong defensive defenseman. 
Yeah, I, I, I do worry about that. I think McDavid and Drysaddle will will them into the playoffs, but I think it's going to be a lot of the same what we saw last year. I mean, the biggest thing is they didn't do anything in net. You mean like this was a year where there was a lot of movement and free agency for goaltending. And it was like, they didn't even try. I, I mean, I'm not there. I'm not in the front office. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like they were in, there was no rumors of them being in the fight for any of these guys. And I don't understand that. Uh, you know, the former GM paid Koskinen, which was a massively questionable move at the time. Uh, and even now is even more questionable. They re, re up Mike Smith, who, I mean, was serviceable last year, but not a guy that you can depend on at his age and, and, and how he's played in the last two or three years. It doesn't make any sense. And to me, when you're playing every other day, and, and you're playing sometimes back-to-back, the backup goalie is this year is going to be more important than it's ever been. I mean, I think a lot of teams are going to go with the 1A, 1B. There's going to be a, a, you know, a, a close to 60-40, 50-50 split for most teams. And I don't think I want either of these guys in my net. So, I mean, it, it, it's really strange. Tyson Berry adds nothing defensively. Um, I, I think uh, he could be a really sneaky guy in fantasy season long because playing on the power play, I mean, it's kind of who he is and what he does. But we saw him in Toronto last year. He is not a difference maker on five on five and definitely doesn't kill penalties and is not a physical guy. Um Clef Bomb is a massive, massive loss for them. That's a player that I really like and I've liked for a lot of years. So to me, they're the exact same team. I guess they got Jesse Pugliarvi coming back. We'll see. You know, he did really well overseas, but that's another league. That's a, you know, it's a completely different style of play. And now you're playing with the best of the best. So we'll see. Um, for him, you know, I hope something happens for him. I mean, that, that's what I would like to see with all the, you know, coming in, drafted into the first round, all the buzz around him. And he totally flopped, left the NHL. He's back now. We'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully being mature and, you know, adding some size and playing against, you know, professionals overseas will help him uh, elevate his game. Yeah, really waiting for him. I'd like some of the ads. Like, I'm not – don't get me wrong here. I, I like this Oilers team. They're obviously going to compete. They'll compete for the division, believe it or not. They're going to mm-hmm. score goals with the best of anybody. They had the league's best power play last year. Nugent Hopkins has been great in that top six. I like the addition of Dominic Cahoon. I think, you know, he's been – he's bounced around a couple times over the short course of his career, you know, playing with greats in Pittsburgh and Chicago. He can keep up in this top six. Yamamoto is a player that I really like as well. 26 points in 27 games last year, 25% shooting rate. All these things are, he's going to regress, but anytime you're playing in a top six, he's either going to play with dry settle or McDavid. He's, he's good enough to stick inside the top six. So we've already seen his upside, his ceiling, a little piece of it. He could actually be a point per game player with those two. I want to hear about Kyle Torres. You follow Nashville very, very closely. Uh, you've already heard some rumblings out of Edmondson, how good he's been with some of the younger guys, taking a guy like Pugliarvi under his wing and trying to you know, teach him a little bit about the defensive game and everything. What do you think Turris brings to this game and, or to this team? And I don't want to say he's going to bounce back and be that 50-plus point guy he was in Ottawa and first couple of years in Nashville, but can he be an asset to this Oilers team? Like, What do you expect from him in Edmonton? I mean, he could be, I think it, it adds some center depth. So, you know, that's good for a third line center, you know, for Kyle Turris to play third line center, play on the power play some. He's a slick player. I liked him in Ottawa. I was excited when he came over to the Predators and, and when he came in, he 
was on fire. You know, he basically for, for the first month or two that he was with the Preds and then he fell off and, and there was a weird thing going on with the coaching staff and he was a healthy scratch and he's making, you know, seven, $8 million. He's not even playing. It was, it was really strange. And I don't know if it was him or the coaching staff or, or, or he didn't want to play the system that they had in place. And we'll see. You I mean, it's, uh, I mean, where he sits now, he's, he's a huge question mark because of his play over the, you know, the course of the last year and a half. So, uh, nobody knows what he's going to be being a leader and taking these guys under his wing is all well, but when the puck drops, you I mean that that's when it's going to matter. So we'll see. I think it's a good investment for them. I think having depth at, at the center position allows dry and McDavid to play together more often. I know that they, they won't start them that way, but, um, you know, if they get down, the, the first thing that's going to happen is Drysdale is going to be playing with on McDavid's wing. That that's what Edmonton's going to do, and and I, I that's what I would do too. You know, you want to make up ground, put two of the best offensive players on the ice together, and let them do their thing. So I think Barry bounces back before we wrap up for the Oilers. I think he bounces back. And you mentioned fantasy asset. He's getting drafted from last year's performance. I think that's a mistake. Yep. I mean, he joined Morgan Riley. Was crowded blue line. I think he can go back to the the two prior years when he was with Colorado. And he was a beast. He was averaging four minutes per game on the power play. He got two something per game with, with Toronto, right? So he's going to be on the number one unit with those studs, best power play in the game last year. He's going to play 22, 23 minutes a game. I think he, he gets back up to, I know it's a short season, but he, I, I'd say he gets 40 points. Over a full season, I would project him to flirt with 60 like, he's, like he did in Colorado. So I think he bounces back. But, again, it's not the type of defenseman. It's like when Toronto got him. It's like, oh, okay, do they really need him? They already got four of those guys. Right. It's just, they didn't really need it. But with Clefbaum back, he's going to play – or with Clefbaum out, he's going to you know, log large, large minutes. So Oilers, playoffs? Yes. yes. Over 65.5? Yes, the points? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we'll get to your cup picks in a little bit. And I, I already know, just talking to you, that you don't have them to win the division. What about the Montreal Canadiens, Eric? Um, another team just grouped in here, 66.5. So we had Calgary at 65.5, Edmonton at 65.5. We have Montreal at 66.5, plus 400 to win the division, minus 225 to make the playoffs, 26 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. You know that I'm going to go off about them um, in years past. I haven't, but I'll let you start. Uh, what do you make of of Montreal. I'm honestly one of the most improved teams heading into this year. Yeah. I, I really like this team. I, I like this team last year. You kind of opened my eyes to some of them. Uh, I think Nick Suzuki had a massive coming out party in the playoffs and he showed that this could possibly be, you know, a, a, a really, really good player for this team. I'm not going to say top 10 center or anything like that, but this guy is, is a very, very skilled player um, and, and showed some, some real kind of push, you know, like he, uh, it's like he he was saying, okay, I'm I'm Nick Suzuki and I've arrived. And that's what it seemed like in the playoffs. Joel Armia is a guy that I like. I know that they got him, you know, playing down to the third line. But, I mean, he's proven that he can play up. He can shoot the puck like crazy. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, is goaltending. They finally have a credible backup at Jake Allen. Like I said, for every team, uh, it, you know, goaltending – 
goaltending is, you know, the most important thing every single year. And in a shortened season, when you're playing back-to-back games, like this has never happened. You know I mean? They're going to be playing every other day. You know, guys are going to get hurt. Guys are going to get tired. It's going to happen. So depth in every position and most importantly in the goaltending position is paramount. And now they got two guys that, that can produce wins. Uh, they got tougher. I, I think that this team, if they make it to the playoffs, and I think they do, I think they're going to be very, very difficult to play against in the playoffs. I, I Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to be very difficult too. I just, my, my whole thing, you, you mentioned it. I mean, Allen, Jake Allen, sure. A capable backup behind price. You saw price in the bubble, what they were able to do. Montreal had no business making it to the playoffs there. I mean, they extended it 24 teams. They got in, but the reason that, you heard those rumblings of teams and players like Chris Letang. And no, we don't want Chicago in because they have game changers. We don't want Montreal because they have game changers. And that's exactly what price is. He's a game changer in a small sample size, but we have a large sample size of price 10 games in the bubble, Eric, a 936 save percentage and a 1.78 goals against average. He knocked off Pittsburgh played really well against the flyers, allowed 11 goals. Six of them went in off Canadians defensemen and in, and then they add, what you mentioned, forget Jake Allen. You got a nice, capable backup. Price doesn't have to play back to back. So you keep fresh. But they add Tyler Toffoli. They add Josh Anderson, two former 20 goal scorers to this lineup. I think this team is just very deep. Last year, when you and I were doing four stack lines, we were talking about them. We were very surprised. There was a point midway through November where they went into Washington and they beat the Capitals and they were the second best team in the NHL. And then all of a sudden, some injuries started to happen. Duran, Byron, say what you want about those guys. But those guys are former 20 goal scorers and they were playing in a top six. And now you put Byron and Lekkinen on your fourth line, former 20 goal scorers. You have Duran who play in the second or the third. Armia, who you mentioned, 20 goal scorer, second or third. You add Anderson to Foley. The biggest thing for the Habs is their power play. It was one of the weakest in the NHL. They just have to be average. You mentioned Suzuki, Kakanemi, the emergence of those guys shipped Domi out. You get stronger on the wings. The, the biggest reason I like Montreal, Eric, is their five-on-five play. And, and last year, looking at this team, into the bubble, there was only one other team that was better five-on-five, believe it or not, than the Montreal Canadiens, and it was the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm not comparing the two. Seriously, this is not what I'm here to do. But you look at the Canadiens overall, in just their five-on-five play, they were the only team to end Vegas to rank inside the top four in shot attempts, high-danger chances, scoring chances, Everything four. So they play a strong five-on-five game led by Deneau, Tatar, Gallagher. I think this is a playoff team. I think that they're built for the playoffs. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, A couple of our guys over at FTN like them to make the playoffs and like them to go deep in the playoffs because of their goaltending. You add Edmondson on the back end. I like this team, and I'm not trying to be a homer here. I just – I like the pieces. I think Bergevin did uh, a solid job of bringing in some grit, like you mentioned, in Josh Anderson. And they're just going to compete every single night when you got a goalie like Carey Price in the back end. I like it. I bet Montreal um, four weeks ago at plus 650 to win the division. By the way, all these odds are from DraftKings. You could look around and you could still get the Habs at plus 600. I think that's decent to win the division. 
Uh, I don't think, honestly, that they are the best team in this division. We've yet to get to the best team, but I think that they'll compete. Last year, they were 3-0 against the Leafs. They were 12-3-2 against all Canadian teams. So I, I, this division, I believe, is, is completely up for grabs, even though there is a favorite here that we've yet to get to. Uh, and long shot odds. 36 to one. I bet them to win the cup. Now I don't think they're going to win the cup, but 36 to one, my reason at FTM bets when I made this bet, Eric, my little note, this will rise by mid season. It's now 26 to one already. I think people are betting that. I bet it last night. Uh, actually, <laughs> uh, you go. said those things over and I was going through. I was like, man, that's, that's too good. And, and I do believe that they're going to make the playoffs and I do believe that they're going to make rumblings for me. The number one thing that you brought up is the five on five play is we saw this uh, a couple years ago when Chicago uh, won. Uh, no, they were first in the central. They came into uh, to Nashville. They mm. played them in the first round and, and, and Nashville swept them four straight. And the big thing was, and this is something that Jeff Merrick uh, on Sportsnet had brought up a good buddy of mine. He said, you got to pay attention to the five on five play because look at the rest, put the whistles away in the playoffs. There's not as many penalties. There's not as many power plays and five on five really dictates, you know, what is going to happen. And Nashville was even with Chicago on five on five. And then, I mean, you, we saw what happened. They swept them. Chicago looked uh, lost. You know, they, they, they just, they were all over them that Chicago could not compete against Nashville that year. And that's what Montreal is going to become. I don't think they're going to dominate by any, anyway, but I think they're going to be ultra competitive. I have them uh, my number two in this division and going into the playoffs. And I think they're going to be one of, if not the hardest out in the Northern division. Yeah, again, just to hammer home those five and five stats, like number one, Corsi, number one, shots for number four, scoring chances for number three, high danger chances, top 10 in, in scoring chances allowed, uh, top 10 in shots allowed. These are um, decent numbers, man, and expected goals for at five and five, number three in the NHL. Again, the only team that's top 10 in all those categories last season was Vegas, and they're one of the better five and five teams is not comparing them. But the fact that I think that they could be top 10 in the NHL in scoring, but yet have no guys to have 25 goals, but have maybe six or seven to be in that 15 range. It's just depth. And that's all it is. Uh, I just like the depth that Bergevin added to this team. So let's move on from them. Uh, Ottawa senators, long shots here to win the division. 47.5 is their point total plus 5,000 here to win the division, plus 600 to make the playoffs, 200 to one to win the Stanley Cup. Man, you and I liked this Ottawa team last year, right? We, we gave them a lot yeah. of credit. They were like our team. Everyone was like, why do you guys continue to talk about Ottawa? Like, stop talking about Anthony Duclair and Thomas Shabbat. Like, nobody cares about these guys, but they were competitive and they're an improved team this year. Eric, you bring in Matt Murray in goal. Dadenoff, right, um, who was very strong with Florida over the past couple of years. Galchenyuk, Derek Stepan, Cedric Paquette, whatever. Say what you want about these guys, but this is <laughs> these players are much better. This team is much better. They're rolling out some decent players this year, and you're going to see a step forward from Brady Kachuk. Tim Stutzel is, was phenomenal at the World Juniors, 10 points in, what, eight games or something silly like that. He was the, the top player in that tournament. Drake Batherson, shout out to the East Coast boy here, um, just up the road from me. What do you make of the center just team? I don't think that they're this brutal. I don't think they're going to be a pushover. Yeah, I, I like them. I don't have them in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be massively improved. I, I read, a, I was reading an article about the Ottawa Senators and when DJ Smith went into coach and the meeting he had with Eugene Melnick and he just said, 
you know, I, I'm going to draft players and take players that aren't considered good players, but competitive players. And every guy, I mean, like you can look top to bottom, you know, bringing someone from Maple Leafs like Connor Brown, like these guys compete. You know, Brady Kachuk, I think, is going to take a massive step forward. I have him on almost every single fantasy team I have. And that's a lot of teams. All your banger <laughs> leagues. Okay. Yeah, I, I got a lot. I got a lot of I got a lot of leagues this year. And I have Brady Kachuk. I, I mean, where he's going, I think he's going to be a massive value. I love Tom Shabbat. I don't think he plays as many minutes as he did last year, but he's going, I mean, he's their number one guy. He can skate, he can shoot. He's smart. I mean, he's, he's, he's tough. This guy does everything. And there's the thing for me is the competitiveness and the upgrade with Matt Murray and goal. You mean I, I, that helps them a great deal. And they're just going to be a chippy team. That's going to be in every single game just because of their compete level, top to bottom. It's a, there's no superstar superstars on this team. I think Brady Kachuk is going to become one. Um, I think he has the potential to even be better than his brother, Matthew. Uh, and, and I mean, there's no arguing that he's a star in this league. I think Brady can be better than him. And uh, they've got some guys there now, young guys. And the, like I said, the number one thing in a shortened season like this is the competitiveness. You, you know, you, you, you lose four or five games, six games, you're in trouble. And, and and I don't think that these guys are going to lose that many games in a row just because of the compete level. I don't have them in the playoffs, but I'm going to be watching this team closely, man. They are doing some really cool stuff there and are loaded when it comes to prospects. Yeah. The turnaround I think is going to be a lot quicker than some people may think. Uh, I agree. I think Brady Kachuk is an absolute stud. He's um, he's a fancy gem too. If you're playing in leagues yep. with hits and shots and another five on five beauty, like you're looking at five on five numbers. Uh, he was top three in just terms of generating chances, high danger chances. He's with the best of the best, like Alexander Ovechkin and Austin Matthews, like these guys who generate a lot of five on five play like Brady Kachuk is right there. Like I said, I like the addition of Dadanoff. From a fantasy standpoint, a lot of these guys are are just kind of sleepers. Like Shabbat is getting slept on a little bit. He he had a, a bit of a down year, but you know, you bring in some some more pieces, I just think that they'll be competitive. But I agree. I, I mean, I'm not sold. I'm sitting here trying to pump them up a little bit, but I'm not taking them everywhere anywhere. Like I'm not, I don't think they're a playoff team. I wouldn't touch the the point total 47 and a half. If I were to lean anyway, it would be under. I, I think, you know, they get to maybe 20 wins max. And then you're you're looking at the overtime losses and stuff like that. And you're just kind of flirting with that number. So it's a it's a solid number, but I'll shy away from it. The next team here, Toronto Maple Leafs, your buds plus 125 to win the division, 72.5, the win total. I saw them in a couple spots, like 67 and a half. Uh, I hammered that one over. This is a solid number here. Heavy favorites to make the playoffs, 11 to one to win the Stanley Cup. They got a little older, just a little bit. Um, They lost some pieces that I liked in Kapanen, I didn't like Cody CC. Wasn't crazy about Barry. Uh, they bring in Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, BC Brody. I like the TJ Brody signing quite a bit. Yeah, He's going to be paired up with Morgan Riley, a nice stay-at-home defenseman, uh, puck-moving defenseman, can get up and down the ice. I think he's a solid option. It's going to be a good pairing, and I think Morgan Riley will have a bounce back. Is this Leafs team good enough to make that next step? We want to see. They're going to make the playoffs. I have them to win the division. They're going to win the division. When I'm talking up the Habs, I say there's good value there. They'll compete. If you want to make a long shot bet, go for it. There's not a lot of value here to pick the Leafs. My question to you is, have they done enough to take that next step? I I don't know. Yeah. 
stressed. It is. I think you're stressed. I'm. I'm very stressed. I mean, this is the life of being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. It's. Uh, There's it lots of stress. Uh, for me, they're good though. They're, they're good. You're like. It's, they're going to be. They're going yes. to be improved. And, yes. and the talk of you know uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner playing on the on the penalty kill. I think this is 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 a you know an effort by Sheldon Keefe to say, look, we need you to play another way you know you can't just play one way you're making 10 million dollars you have to play in all situations and it's it's more of a mentality bump and i think thornton coming in uh is a guy that just is not bothered by the media or what people say he's just laid back he loves hockey uh still they say like one of the first guys there one of the last to leave uh Joe Thornton has nothing to prove in the NHL. He's one of the best playmakers of all time, maybe the best passer in NHL history uh, with some of the best vision in the NHL. Uh, look, at he, he's not fast by any means, but not every player on that team has to be fast. That's just not how hockey's played. He's going to be a distributor, um, you know, a, a big body, a leader like that. And a guy that, look, at he went there because he believes that he has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Maple Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think that this is the best chance that they're going to have that they've had over the last four or five years. The the maturity of some of their younger players, they added some real veteran leadership. Um, you know, Wayne Simmons coming in. I love Wayne Simmons. Yeah, hopefully that he's healthy and can be, uh, you know, a, a, a kind of an older, slower version of what he used to be. And the goaltending, again, this is a contract year for Frederick Anderson. That cannot be lost on you as a sports fan or as a person that gambles. This is how this guy makes a living. Uh, being good in your contract year is the most important thing. If you want to get paid and make money, uh, that is real motivation. And if you don't think it is, then you're you're missing the big point that this is a business. And, and the business of Frederick Anderson is winning hockey games and getting paid. And the best way to do that is to be really good this year. Uh, I love the addition of Jack Campbell. I think he showed he's a leader, a guy that everyone likes, and I think can be very, very good as a backup. And I think he's going to play way more than people think. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the Leafs. I think they win this division. Uh, I think they, they go deep in the playoffs and it's going to come down to the defense. I think if, if uh, Lettinen can make a step uh, if Brody can come in and, and help solidify that back end. And I think he can, I think this is going to be a, a hard team to play against. They're going to score goals, I think, mm -hmm. and especially they need to really improve in that five on five. Well, the biggest thing, and I, you alluded to it without even bringing it up. I mean, you said this is their best chance to win a cup in, in quite some time is that they're not going to see the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning until the third round, potentially, if at all. Right. The way that this yep. new alignment works, I mean, they're going to play all these Canadian teams, most likely come in one or two unless, you know, some injuries happen with this team. I mean, their, their, their top six is absolutely loaded and they're strong in net. So they will play a Canadian team. If they got, get by that Canadian team, they play another Canadian team and they get to the third round with that, with maybe some confidence feeling like, okay, we can win some playoff games here. And then we're good enough to be able to take on a team like, like Boston or Tampa, whoever, I mean, it could be Colorado or Vegas in the third round. We just don't know how, how potentially that would play out. But I was a little hesitant with the moves if I liked them or not. You know, Thornton, Spetson, and Simmons, uh, what, the combined age is, is very high of those three. I don't think they'll be together, but uh, I, I, I 
you know, the power play, have Thornton on the power play, whether he sticks with Matthews and Marner all year long, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, he's never played wing before in his life. Can you believe that? Ever. Yeah. Not even yeah. Olympics. Not even Team Canada. With all those loaded centers that they had for years, this is going to be a little new for the vet. I mean, he could do it. I'm not saying he can't, but I don't want to compare you and I to any NHL players, but you and I play some puck get tossed in the wing on your off wing every once in a while, it kind of throws you off a little bit. It's going to take, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period for some of these guys, but I like the Leafs. I think they're loaded. Like I said, I like the addition of Brody. I think he's better suited for this team than Tyson Berry. This number's high to me, 72 and a half. Uh, I, we can get to it a little bit later on. I would take a shot on their cup odds just because it's 11 to one. You know, when they got Tavares a couple years ago, Vegas made them favorites and it was, it was a stay away. Like I believe they were like four, four or five to one. There's some decent odds here. 11 to one. I agree that this is probably their best chance to make a run, uh, but I'm not sold that this is a solid playoff roster. I just, I haven't, I've yet to see it, Eric. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not sold either. Uh, and, and until I see it, you know, I, I can't be sold. It'd be interesting to see, you know, how they do this. I think like, look, if you can play center in the league, you can, you can certainly play the wing. Absolutely. I think Joe Thornton playing on the wing is something that probably should have happened a couple of years ago for him. He's just, he's not fast enough. You, you know, he doesn't have the foot speed. The center has to play all over the ice and he, he doesn't have the ability to keep up with the pace of play anymore because the game is so fast. Um, so him playing on the wing, I think, is going to make him a better player if that makes any sense. You know, it's he's going to be a more effective player playing in that position, playing sheltered minutes, playing with guys that uh, look at. I mean, Austin and and Marner are generational players. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, That's yeah. why they're making ten million dollars. Like it's not a mistake. Uh, him playing with them, it's going to make him a better player. He's never played with guys that caliber ever, and he's still considered you know, one of the best offensive players in, in the league, uh, and, you know, maybe not the last couple of years, but he's going to be in the hall of fame. Uh, he's, he is, is a really, really, really good player. And he's going to be, this will be the two best guys he's ever played with. Yes. He's old. He's slow, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think it was a little bit of a mistake just to give those kids that much money so early on, but that's another topic for another day, right? You see nature, other teams. Nature like, of the NHL, right? It's, yeah, it's what's I guess. happening. You're Some, paid on potential. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, look I see at, Braden Clayton points. Keller. Sure. I, I see Braden points and Stamkos and Hedman and, and Palat and all those guys like, ah, you know, I, I get it in Tampa and, and taxes and all that stuff. But um, Hey man, they want a cup. And a lot of those guys took pay cuts. Right. Yep. And yep. I, I think Marner and, and Matthews, I didn't think they needed to get as much money off the top and it's put them in a tough situation, but we'll move on from the lease. I agree on the Freddie Anderson thing. I think this is his last year in Toronto. Uh, I, it's crazy to say that there's a window that's closing with the talent that they have, but this is a good opportunity this year for them to get it done. The Vancouver Canucks are up next plus 800 to win the division 61.5. The, the point total there plus 100 to make the playoffs 41. This is the team to me that's going to be battling with Calgary for that, for that four spot to get into the playoffs. They add Braden Holpe, Nate Schmidt. They lose Markstrom, as we alluded to earlier. Tyler Toffoli is gone. Josh Levo is gone. Chris Tanef is gone. So Levo and Tanef go to Calgary. Uh, Toffoli stays inside the division with Montreal. So a lot of the, the players that they lost, are going to see a lot of these uh, players. I, you and I like the Canucks, right? We talked a lot yep. about the Canucks on four sack lines as well. It was, it was really all about JT Miller. We love Tanner Pearson as a, a guy who's a volume shooter. We're big fans of Bo Horvat, Brock Besser, Quinn Hughes. Uh, I like this blue line. I think the, the, the 
the four in Myers and Hughes and Edler and Schmidt. I, I, this is very solid. This is a team that gives up a lot of rubber and they give up a lot of scoring chances at five on five, a lot of high danger chances. You know, I think Markstrom really saved them last year and Braden Holtby, he's had a couple down years, you know, since he won the cup last year was not a solid season from him. I think Demko is a guy that could come in and actually steal some starts from Holpe. He, he stepped in for Markstrom last year in the playoffs. He was phenomenal against Vegas. I don't know off the top of my head. He had like a hundred and, some odd shots against him. I think he only let in one or two. Like he was lights out and he showed his, a little bit of his upside and his true potential. What do you make of the Canucks? Don't love the bottom six. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I haven't loved the bottom six there for a while, but they, uh, I, I think they're, you know, very similar kind of team to who they were last year. They lost some players, um, which I think is going to affect them. Um, I think Pedersen is going to take a pretty big step forward here. He, he didn't go home. He stayed in Vancouver, um, trained, you know, you know, was around his teammates a lot. Uh, the crazy video of them, you know, flying in that helicopter up into that glacier and practicing up there, which is cool. That doesn't make him a better player, but it's a cool story. Um, <laughs> Hopi, Hopi is an interesting addition, right? It's like, I, you know, this is a guy that's been an unbelievable goaltender for the majority of his career, except for the last year and a half. Um, uh, you know, kind of lost the net there in Washington veteran, you know, he's been through a lot playing in Washington, uh, winning Stanley cups. I mean, he knows what it takes, you know, I know that's a cliche, but having a guy that's done it, having a guy that, that knows what it takes and as kind of, you know, a calming presence in the room at the goaltending position, I think could really help this team. Uh, Again, Demko, like you said, last year, Kate stepped into the bubble, uh, basically an unknown by most people. Markstrom played most of the year last year and Demko came in and everyone thought, oh, well, you know, they're done. And he, he put on a performance, you know, and I think him coming in and showing them that he can be that kind of goalie was a kind of gave them permission you know, in their own minds to, to move on from Markstrom. Um, obviously they wanted to have another goaltender them getting Holpe, I think is a great move by them. So I have them making it in. Like you said, I, I was going back and forth, the Hammer Calgary, the Hammer Calgary. I have them in, um, but I have them sneaking in at the very bottom. I think so too. Yeah. I think they'll fight with Calgary. Those are the teams. I, I feel like Toronto, Edmonton, Montreal are locks. And I think that Vancouver and Calgary are just going to compete and they're just going to battle. Um, I'll, I'm going to lean with Vancouver here. I, th- I think that I know it's just one player, but I think the Defoli loss is, is, is huge, man. Like they gave Did up you? a lot to get him and it was a nice piece to add some secondary scoring, right? Like Miller and, and Patterson were so great together and Horvat and Besser. It's, it's a solid four. It's a nice top six, but Toffoli was a nice add and he was great with them. He was like 10 points in 10 games in the regular season. He missed the first, I think he missed the first couple games and then he came in, they knocked off Minnesota and he came in, he played and he was good again. I think that loss is, I don't think they're going to score as much as they, they're going to have to score. You know what I mean? Um, so I got them in, but I'm, I think that's a huge loss. If just the one player, I think it's an underrated loss. Winnipeg's the last team here in the North division. 60.5 is the, the point total for them, plus 105 to win the playoffs, 45 to 1 to win the Cup. The Canucks are 40 to 1 and um, 10 to 1 here to win the division. What do you make of the Jets? They bring in Paul Stastny, uh, former Jet, Nate Thompson. Uh, other than that, pretty much the same squad. I mean, I feel like 
something should have happened on the back end for this team. I mean, like <laughs> well, we, thought that we talked year. about it a ton last year, Bufflin, just, you know, quote unquote, retiring. Uh, they and they had not, yeah, they lost true. They had nobody. I mean, like they're like a patchwork of guys. And then uh, in the off season, nothing's done. And they come back with the same group. I, I that doesn't make a lot of sense. Look at, I mean, tip of the cap to them. They competed. Um, you know, I think Pionk su- surprised a lot of people. He's Morrissey awesome. surprised a lot of people. But, I mean, something had to be added, I feel, on the back end. You know, Stastny, uh, you know, is – he's a decent player. I think he, he'll, you know, add some depth. I mean, he is, is not a guy that's shooting the lights out. He's, he, you know, he's not a, a generational player by any means. Uh, I think, you know, it's a kind of a cool story is his dad – played for the Winnipeg Jets and now he's playing for the Winnipeg Jets, but that, that doesn't give you wins. Um, I, I don't think it, he's a bad ad, but I don't think he changes their fortunes in any way. Hollabuck is still going to be an unbelievable goaltending, but they still don't have a, a good backup there. I mean, is, is it Brassois, I think is their backup. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's not going to hardly gonna have, play. He's going to have to play some. I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't care what anyone That's says. That's bad news season. though. It's really bad news. It's, you know, that's what I'm saying. They didn't address backup goaltending and they didn't address defense. Those were the two problems of this team. Uh, I think line a is going to have his biggest year yet. Uh, he wants out of there and look at like the best way for him to get out is to have the best statistical year he can have. He's going to show up. He's going to play. He's going to be shooting the lights out. I, I mean, I think he's being slept on big time in fantasy. Uh, I think where he's going is it going to be a massive value. It wouldn't surprise me if he competes for the Richard Trophy this year. Yeah, I agree 100% with all those points. Um, there's not really not a whole lot for me to add. Alina has been a target for me. I, I agree he's one of those players that definitely hears the outside noise. Uh, my buddy was, uh, I, I can't even, I don't know, whatever, I'll bring it up. My buddy was golfing with him uh, in the summer, and and he just, he took away from his four hours with Line how competitive he is and how much he wants to be one of the best of, of all time. And I'm sure a lot of players in the NHL want that. But Line has been very vocal in saying that um, he definitely wants that contract. There's some rumors of him being traded. I don't know how the Jets find a way to fit him in long-term with some of the money that he wants. I mean, he sees a guy like Austin Matthews getting drafted near him and he sees the money that Matthews gets. He wants that type of money as well. I like this top six. Connor's a goal scorer. Shifley, Wheeler, these guys, st- Wheeler still has something to offer 100% as one of the game's best, I believe, especially like a distributor on the power play. Um, Paul Stastny has lost a step or two. I, I thought he was pretty mediocre in, in Vegas. You remember they acquired him at the deadline. They made that run a couple of years ago, and he was lights out with Line A yep. and Wheeler and Ehlers. Like this was, he fit in. They couldn't afford him. Vegas signs him. Vegas can't afford him. Hey, well, fine. We'll take on Stastny. And I believe it was his last year of his contract. Um, but again, I just, I feel like he's lost a little bit of a step. Hellebuck is the key to this team. You're right. He's going to see a lot of rubber. I was just taking a look and I, I, the last three years, since 2017, he's faced 5,895 shots. It's the most in the NHL. Uh, number two is Anderson, 5,746. Number three is Vasilevsky, 5,393. There's a huge gap <laughs> between Hellebuck yeah. and Anderson. And We've you been look saying at, this like, three years, those two. Yeah, three goalies that, that don't come out they of the play net. a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they play a lot. I, they I, see I, a lot of rubber. I, they're going the to play a lot this year, but they're not going to play as often as they do normally because they just can't. I mean, like, it would be stupid for them to play him 70% of the games. 
Right. You know I mean, like I get there's not as many, but there, there's there's no downtime. They're going to play 56 games in 90 days. Like do the math, guys. Like it, it's going to be a grind and yeah, so- an absolute grind. There's going to be tons of injuries. There's going to be tons of, of backups playing in important places. It, backup goaltending has never been more important than it's going to be this year. I agree hundred percent. A hundred percent agree with you. Uh, anybody still have fantasy drafts out there? Keep that in the back of your mind. Like tandems is kind of the way to go. I believe this year yep. uh, I did okay. it in every league tandems everywhere. Winnipeg out. Don't have them in. We're going to recap oh. top four Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton. And I've made a change. I'm already flip-flopping. I got Calgary and over Vancouver. I got okay. Calgary and over Vancouver. Basically defense and goaltending is the bottom line for me. I'd like it slightly a little bit more in Calgary. Um, but like I said, I don't mind Vancouver's back end. It's a crapshoot with those two teams. It's going to be fun to watch. Who's your four? Well, you were right right up until you switched <laughs> and put Calgary in because I got the same order. I got Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Vancouver. All right. So fair we enough. were friends there for a brief moment in time. Okay, so who comes out of this division? Toronto? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think okay. so. And look, I, I'm not hiding it. I am a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I've been a Maple Leafs fan since I was three years old. Uh, I still follow the team. Like Nashville is my team. I, I live in Nashville. Uh, this is my city. This is my home. This is where I choose to live. I could live anywhere in the world, basically. And this is where I choose. Uh, but I still follow and, and root for the Maple Leafs. It has to happen this year. That's, that's what I believe. Stop. It has to, and it's, it. I'm not saying it's going to, I'm saying for this team, for these players, for okay. this coaching, like, you know I mean, something, the window is so small because of the contracts that they gave those guys, you know, the, over 50% of their, their money is in four players that are offensive players. It's not ideal. I mean, as far as a franchise goes, but like you said, Frederick Anderson is probably not going to be there next year. Who's going to play, play goal for them. You mean like they didn't do a whole lot on the back end. I think some of the young guys can step up, but I think that they know, I feel like that. I mean, everyone's talking about it. There's no way that they don't know. They have to get it done this year. Our guy, Matty best, uh, you know, producing for us. He told me he would be shocked if the Leafs didn't win the division. I think they win the division, but I don't think they come out. You know what? I'll chime in here. Uh, I see the Leafs making it out of this division, number one. And honestly, guys, it's not because I'm a Leafs homer. Just like EY, I have ties to Nashville as well, and I love that team too. But they're making the cup this year. You talk about Freddie Anderson's contract year. You talk about the improvements on defense. And I think people are really sleeping on Lettinen. That kid has a lethal shot, and it's something the Leafs – back end didn't have for a long time and it's just fire the puck on net and I think the uh, addition of Joe Thornton as well will add so much more accountability to this team compared to years past where they didn't necessarily have that leadership and uh, Joe Thornton like we were talking about he loves hockey but he's a no-nonsense guy and uh, he'll call people out in the locker room and that's what this team needs. I agree with that take too, a hundred percent and say what you want about those additions. And I laugh that, you know, Simmons and Thornton being so old and, and whatnot, but th- this team does need some accountability. They need some experience. They need to know, to realize like what it takes to beat a team. And I know like other hockey people won't get that. Like they just like, ha, like that's hilarious, whatever. Like, but honestly, Thornton has been there. Simmons has been there. If they play 10 minutes a game, they'll, they could bring more, 
to just being on the bench and being inside that locker room. I do agree. But like I said, I just don't think that they have the playoff squad. I think that they have enough to get it done in the regular season, win this division, score a lot of goals. When it comes to playoffs, things tighten up. We've seen it over the past couple of years. I'm going to give the edge to Montreal there. I don't think that they're, they're a Stanley Cup winner, even though I throw those odds out as long shots. But I think that's it's going to come down to both of those two teams. And like I said about the Oilers, same sort of deal just don't have the pieces to get it done. The playoffs. You can't win seven, six. They just tried to beat the Blackhawks to get into the playoffs, winning that type of hockey. And they didn't, they, they couldn't get it done. Let's move on. We're, we're kind of going a little long here. Uh, I know the guys went a little long. It's just intro. Usually we'll keep the show around 40 minutes or so for you guys, but uh, we're excited. Puck drop a couple days away. We're doing some previews here. So speaking of the Preds, let's move over to the Central. We'll start at the top with the Carolina Hurricanes, though. This is a team that you and I like a lot as well. Uh, same sort of stuff. Though, as what I said last season, I feel like it's repeat for me. I, I don't like them in goal. I don't like Mrazic. I think Reimer's slightly better. I don't think that's enough either. Um, I like this team offensively. They're right there with, with Vegas and Montreal and Colorado as strong five-on-five teams. Step forward from Ajo. I don't think we've seen his ceiling yet. Sveshnikov is an absolute stud. What do you make of Carolina? I like the addition of Trocek as well. Last year, didn't really get into a groove, but this Hurricanes team's going to play. I think they have a chance to win the division. They're plus 350, 71.5 to win total. They're heavy favorites to make the playoffs, 18 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. I like those odds. I just don't like them in net. Uh, I think I disagree with the net thing slightly. I think Morazic and Reimer. Uh, they're used to this. You mean like this has been going on there in Carolina where they share the net and, and Reimer plays a fair bit. Reimer may even play more than Morazic this year. Sure. Um, I, I like the tandem. Um, I think they're used to playing that. And I know like that sounds funny to a person and it kind of sounds funny to me, but when you're Frederick Anderson and you're, you're used to playing all the games and, and only coming out in back-to-back situations, it, it's going to be different for him. You know, I mean, it, you know, sometimes you hear this of, of, you know, in the NFL running backs, they got to be touching the ball a bunch. They got to be in a rhythm, you know, they, you know, stuff like that. It, goaltending, I think is the most ry- rhythm position in sports. Uh, so when you're not used to not playing all the games and playing kind of, you know, night in and night out, it's going to be an adjustment. These guys are used to it. This has been going on in Carolina for a while now and i think that this is you know a really good tandem to to kind of bet on this year i like this team i think that they're going to win this division um uh and i think sveshnikov i mean look at where he's being drafted in fantasy i think is kind of silly but i do think he takes a big step forward Uh, he does everything i mean i I love watching this player and, and i like the depth of the carolina hurricanes they got you know good players up and down the lineup. Trocek, I think, is going to have a massive bounce back season. I agree. I they're very strong in the middle with Aho and Trocek and Jordan Stahl. Like they're very, very strong down the middle. Uh Teravinen and Aho are I mean, these guys, they just know each other where they are at all times behind the back passes, tiptoe. They remind me of the Sedines. It's like they're twins. They're just they're unbelievable together. Um yeah, I mean, I think they need a step forward from Niederreiter. He was disappointing last year. Natchez is a guy that I think could is another young player that I like. We haven't yet Love seen him. his ceiling. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're strong on the back end. Shea was a nice addition last year. I mean, you got Gardner on your your bottom pair, right? He just takes the pressure away from him because I think he gets a lot of flack. I think he's I think he's decent enough to definitely be like as your fourth or fifth defenseman or sixth. Yep. 
pretty solid. And uh, Dougie Hamilton as well in contract year. You mentioned contract year. Both of these goalies, Reimer and Mrazek. So if they don't get it done this year, I think maybe they're in the market for an actual goaltender, but I agree. I like them to win this division too at plus three fifty. I know Tampa's in it. We'll get to them at the very end. We'll maybe give our reasons, obviously why we don't like them as much. This is not a knock in the lightning. They're going to be great again, but I think this is decent, decent odds here. If you're looking for a division winner, usually like as we roll through them, they're all heavy favorites. Plus three fifty is not bad. 18 to one to win the cup. Not bad either. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Speaking of bad, uh, they are very, um, I don't like this team at all and they're off to a bad start. You know, you're not going to have Jonathan Taves for, I don't know. He's out indefinitely dealing with some personal stuff and some health issues. We wish him back. I mean, great player, great dude. Hopefully he comes back for this Hawks team. Uh, but it remains to be seen when that's going to happen. Kirby doc is a guy that I really liked heading into the season as well. Suffered the broken wrist, broken arm in the, the World Juniors. He's not going to play at all this season. This is a very thin team on the blue line and very weak in goal. 49.5, the point total. Long odds across the board. 71 to win the Cup, plus 550 to make the playoffs. Like the Hawks at all, I think this is going to be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, I, they're... I didn't like them before Jonathan Taze and, and Kirby Doc weren't going to play. Uh, and now they're not going to play. Their number one center is Strom, and that's problematic. I mean, that's, I mean, I think he's a good center. I, he is not, a, I don't think he's a number one center, and he's definitely going to be the number one guy there. Uh, I do think he is sneaky where he's going fantasy wise because they're going to have to score to try to keep up. Uh, Patrick Kane is a generational player, one of the best offensive players ever in the NHL. I mean, it's just, silly he's he's so little and no one can hit him he's just so slick with the puck his edge work is unbelievable he's going to get his and I think in turn Strom will be on the ice with him and I think he's going to be a a sneaky guy in points leagues um but yeah I mean Chicago is they're bad man they're bad no who's playing goal I think they have the worst goalie tandem in the whole league. And I don't think it's arguable by any way, shape or form, but no doubt the worst goaltending tandem defense is questionable. The guys that are decent are, are, are old and have played a ton of, of really tough hockey. They have no depth down the middle. Uh, Soderberg probably is going to be the number two. Uh, I was looking on daily Faceoff the other day. They got some other guy playing third, maybe second line. I don't even know who he is. And if I don't know who you are and you play in the NHL, you're in trouble. Dude, you're watching 3,000 games a year. Yeah, at least. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like some of their pieces. Obviously, you mentioned Strom and Kubalik is a nice sniper. Uh, DeBrincat, Patrick Kane. Yeah, they're they're super thin. I mean, they lost Todd, who's uh, you know, a great five-on-five player. Cord Crawford held them in a, a lot last year. No, They allowed the most high-danger chances, the most scoring chances, most shots, goals expected. Like, honestly, the the fact that they won as many games as they did last season and beat the Oilers is remarkable because this team gives up a ton of rubber. So, yeah, we can just move on. I don't like the Hawks anywhere. I would actually take the under 49 and a half. I don't think they win a lot of games. Columbus is a team that I like um, quite a bit, actually. Plus 900 to win the division, 63.5. 
is the point total minus 112 to win the playoffs 40 to one to win the cup not going there but i like this blue jackets team and you know what honestly i counted them out last year i really did i said oh they lost panarin they lost Duchesne, they lost sergey Barbosky. how's this team going to compete they can't compete and they competed very well i mean they beat your maple leafs in the playoffs they again were strong against tampa bay they beat tampa bay two years ago we all know that it's the system Trotz is, has laid out this system. They have two arguably top 10 defensemen in the league in Jones and Wierenski. They have two very strong goaltenders in Corpusallo and Elvis, our boy Elvis, Merz Lincolns. How good was he last year? And Corpusallo, by the way, Elvis is getting drafted ahead of Corpusallo and Yahoo. I don't know. I think that's a mistake. It could be a split split, but as good as Corpusallo was all year, and then he lost his neck because he was hurt, but he gained it back at the end of the year and was phenomenal in the playoffs. Like an 80 save performance against Tampa. That game, that game that went to four or five overtimes. Like this guy is good. The system is great, as I mentioned. I like the addition of Max Domi. Gives him a second line center. You take Josh Anderson away. You're strong on the wings. Bjorkstrad is one of my favorite sleepers. Five on five goals per per sixty minutes. He's among the the leaders ahead of David Pasternak. Believe it or not, um, Atkinson bounce back year. You know he was really missing Panarin. I like this Columbus team. They're going to compete. Miku Koivu is is lost a step or two, but you put him on your third, your fourth line. A nice strong defensive player, reliable in his own end, kills penalties. I, I like this Columbus team, man. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they'll compete because I don't really like anybody else that much in this division. Yeah, I have, I have them in, um, I have them making the playoffs and it comes down to look, they're a hard team to play against. Uh, they're, they're deep. I mean, they don't have any superstar players. I do think Dubois is, is going to take a really big step forward. He was an absolute animal in the playoffs. I think that was his coming out party. I think people have thought like, Oh, he's a good player, but I don't think anyone realized how He's good phenomenal. he was until the playoffs. He is, he is unbelievable. He can play, he can be the number one center on any team I have. Um, I, I mean, I don't think he's a massive fantasy guy, but I think where he's, he's going, he's a really, really good value. He's going to play a lot. He's going to play, you know, on the top line, he's going to play on the top power play. Uh, and because of the contract stuff, you know, in the back of his mind, he's got something to prove And his coming out party was last year in the playoffs. I love this team. I love Tortorella. I mean, like you said, like, it's, it's, it's about the system and, and the compete and, and this team has it all the way up and down the whole lineup. I love the goalie tandem and the defensive core is, is super deep. I mean, they've got a ton of guys that can really play, know how to play this system, block a bunch of shots, are never out of position. This is a scary team to, to, to play against. Uh, I definitely have them in the playoffs this year. I like their over. I've already bet the over 63 and a half. I, I think that they get there. I, I, yeah, again, they're, they're competitive. So, you know, you're going to play Detroit a bunch. You're going to play Florida a bunch, Chicago, right? They're, those are, they're going to get what? 15, 17 wins alone from, I think, playing those teams. So I like them. Uh, we'll move along. Dallas 65.5, the point total for them plus 550 to win the division minus 225 to one to win the Stanley cup, a very strong showing from Dallas. You and I like them over the past couple of years. You and I have liked this team quite a bit. I think they're going to take a step back. I think they're already off to a slow start, unfortunately for them with uh, dealing with COVID and some games pushed back. They're dealing with some injuries. Ben Bishop is on the shelf for quite a bit. Uh, Tyler Sagan is on the shelf and Kudobin was phenomenal. You and I have liked Kudobin 
a, a lot over the past couple of years. That was part of the goalie tandem, right? If you're going to draft Bishop in the first or second round last year, make sure you back him up with Kadoman because these guys will split. He's a great backup. Now this net is going to be his. A little bit older. I don't want to take too much away from his playoff play. I thought he was great, uh, but that is his ceiling. I don't know if he's going to be able to play that great. Jamie Ben, a little bit older, didn't have a good regular season. Turn it off. Turn it on in the playoffs. Pavelski, already seen the best of him. Radulov, best of him. They have some nice players that I like. Garyanov, Heiskanen on the back end. Klingberg, Lindell, like their blue line quite a bit. Um, think they'll compete for the playoffs, but I actually like Columbus more than Dallas this year. Yeah, I, I have Columbus um, in three, and that uh, or in or coming in just under the playoffs. And I was going back and forth with them or Dallas is like because of of the playoff success. I mean, I thought, but with you know Bishop being out, I think that's a massive blow. Not having the tandem in net and and Tyler Sagan. You mean like Jamie Ben in the regular season? He's He's just not the same player. And, and maybe because of the feel of this, I think he's a player that's motivated by animosity. Um, he's a look at, I love Jamie Ben. He's one of my favorite players to watch and has been for a long time. Um, I think he doesn't get the credit, uh, how good of a hockey player he is. Um, you know, he's not like an ultra elite goal scorer or, you know, crazy fast or good hands, but he's physical. And, and when there's animosity, he's mean. And, and I think he plays better. So this season, you know, Jamie Ben could show up in the, in this regular season more than he has in the last couple, but I don't have them in. I, I was going back and forth and I'm not going to pull a Chris Meany and put them in last minute. <laughs> I'm going to leave Columbus in there, but I had them very close. Yeah. I mean, they, they made the Stanley Cup finals last year. Like they're, they are a good team. I just think there's going to be a bit of a, a drop off from them. Okay. Detroit. Uh, we talked about Ottawa in the, in the North. Now we got to talk about Detroit in the central. They bring in Thomas Grice, Bobby Ryan, Nemestikov. Um, they didn't really lose anybody from the roster and have too many players to, to lose like the top line, Larkin, Mantha, Bertuzzi, um, you know, Bobby Ryan, if he can play, he can help him out on the power play a little bit, but uh, his glory days are, are behind him. Fabry's a nice piece that they brought back. I like the trade. Who, 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 I forget who they traded. Um, some rant. It was a great deal anyways yeah. uh, to get Robbie Fabry as a steal. Philip Zadina, is a, is, he's going to be a sniper in this league. I think he's a future 40-goal scorer. We're not going to see it this year, but this is a very, very thin team. Uh, I, their total here is 43.5. I do they get 20 wins? Probably not. Probably float around 16, 17. Could lean with the under, but 301 to win the cup, you know, plus I don't know even what they are 11 to 1 to make the playoffs. Yeah, 11 to 1 to make the playoffs. Uh, this is a this is another bad hockey team. This is the reason I like Columbus. You know, they're gonna play Detroit a ton this year. Yeah, yeah, I think. They're going to be improved, but that's not saying a lot. They had a historically bad season last year, like historically yes. bad. Yeah. Um, I I think Anthony Manta is, you know, as far as wingers go, is going to have an unbelievable season. I just have this weird feeling. He was really good last year, got it's hurt, and then didn't play. He, You know, where he's being drafted in fantasy drafts, sign me up all day long. I've got him on almost every team and, and I think I'm going to reap the benefits. He's going to play on the number one with Larkin. He's going to play on the top power play. He's going to be leaned on. Uh, I think this team is, is going to be uh, improved. Um, I like what I saw from uh, Heronic last year yeah, uh, on the back end. I think he's a, a sneaky play. You know, if you don't have plus minus and if you're playing in the league with plus minus, like, what are you doing? 
you know, really, what are you doing? I agree. Get rid of, get rid, get rid of it. I'm playing in a few Stop. with some friends and they just leave it. But I'm like, come on. It's a, it's stupidity. It's not, it's not, it's not a real stat. It's dumb. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be part of hockey. It definitely shouldn't be part of fantasy. Uh, so anyways, guys like that, if you play in a plus minus, like they're unownable, they're going to be minus all those guys, you know, they're, they're just going to be Thomas Grice as a starting goalie. Doesn't impress me in any way, shape or form. They didn't do a lot on the back end, but I think they got a lot of young players. They will be improved. They're not making the playoffs. Um, I'll be surprised if they get 16 wins uh, playing, playing in this division, it's going to be tough for them. Yeah, it is. Bernier did pretty well last year. He held his own for the most part, but he yeah, did. it's, yeah, it's going to be tough. Both of those guys, Grice and Bernier, are going to have to be uh, lights out for them to get plus 20 wins. Heronic is a great call by you. Shots, blocks, hits, double-digit power play points, going to play 23, 24 minutes a night, going to get three or four minutes per game on the power play, assuming that Detroit can generate enough uh, offense to get a few power plays here and there. Um, bad hockey team. They're clearly in rebuild mode. Florida Panthers are up next here. 59.5. Uh, the point total kind of low. I took a double take at that. You got plus 1000 to win the division plus 120 to make the playoffs and 45 to one to win the Stanley cup. So they add Patrick Cornquist, Anthony Duclair, Venberg. Um, I believe they added uh Radko Gudis. So some grit on the back end, but they lose some scoring. They lose dad enough and, Mike Hoffman this year, which is huge. Sergei Burbosky was absolutely awful last year. He's probably the biggest bust, I would say, in, in all of fantasy hockey last year. So the second line is completely new, assuming Duclair doesn't play with Barkov and Huberto, which I do believe will get some time with the big boys here and there. Uh, decent hockey team, but losing you know two 30-goal scorers in Hoffman and Dadnoff, I think Dadnoff flirted with 30. It's a huge – those are huge losses, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who's going to like, like We loved Anthony Duclair. We kept, you know, banging the drum for him all year. He scored, you know, every game and because he played in Ottawa, people didn't have him and you would see every person they'd pick him up and then he'd be the most added and the most dropped guy every single week. Every week. We couldn't explain it. I, I mean, it was a phenomenon. Um, <laughs> I, I think, you know, he, he's going to be a, a very serviceable player for him. I don't think he scores 30. So like for me, like, where do you find those goals? you know, with the rest of this lineup. Yeah. Um, I don't think they did enough to improve. I don't think Bobrovsky is going to be as bad as he was. Uh, I think, you know, the jury's still out. Is, is, is he too old? You know, did they pay him a bunch of money for a guy that's past his prime? I, you know, if I was to gamble, I would say yes, that, you know, they paid him a pile of money and he's not the goalie that he was because of age and because of how much he's played um, over the, you know, the last five to six years. Uh, so be look at Bobrovsky and fantasy where he's going. I mean, I, I've got him on a bunch of teams where I drafted him really, really late. I took him with shot. my, I took him with my very last pick in a draft last night, like a 22 rounder. I was like, I can't not take him. You mean like where he's going? He's, you know, he's been in the Vesna conversation, you know, four of the last five years, uh, has won the Vesna trophy has been, you know, an unbelievable goalie for the majority of his career, except for last year. So is that an anomaly or was it saying, okay, this is who he is now. We're going to find out this year, but I mean, the backups, none of them impressed me. Florida, not a good hockey team. Um, Quinville, it, you know, I think he's a great coach, but 
you know, it's, it's tough. I think in that market, in that area of the country, keeping these players motivated uh, and keeping them focused on task at hand is very hard there. Uh, there's not a lot of fan interest that, you know, they don't have a lot, ton of people going to the games and whether they win or lose doesn't really matter. You I mean, there's really no pressure there. You hear Anthony, uh, um, Oh my God, I can't think of his name on Sportsnet. Talk about it. Anthony Stewart well, talked Stewart, about it yeah, yeah. when he played there. He was like, look, man, he goes like, I'm not saying it's right, but I played in Florida and it's hard to stay motivated. You're just, you know, you're in a hurry to get out of practice so you can go golf or go to the beach or. Well, they're going to have bar. fans there this year. Maybe more uh, yeah, than in years. The past. most fan, most, more, more fans than any other place. This is the only year Florida can say that because guys look at COVID is over. Florida won. Uh, it doesn't exist in the state of Florida. They did it. Florida was looking, uh, probably watching the World Juniors. They're pumped to see Levi and Knight and yeah. uh, both goalies for Team Canada and USA and probably wondering, why the heck did we sign Brobosky for life um, and all that money? Uh, that sucks. <laughs> I, I think me and you talked about it when it happened. I mean, it, what a mistake. Yeah. What, what, do you, what are they doing? What's what happening do here? We, we, we knew for years they needed a goalie. But that's, I mean, they could have waited another year and look at all the goalies that moved teams this year. Um, but unfortunately, they're stuck with them. I don't think they're a playoff team. This number, I think I could, I could see myself getting involved with the over 59.5. I do think that they'll be competitive just because, um, you know, like you said, Bobrovsky could, if he's just average, like he was below average last year. If he's just average and this team was flirting with a playoff spot, right? Like before the pause, they were right there with Toronto and stuff. Um, but yeah, they lost a lot of guys, lost a lot of scoring punch. So they're going to have to keep the puck out of their net. It's just a different system. Borowski left that tight system, trot system, not giving up high danger chances and scoring chances, free-flowing, to over to Florida, wide open hockey, and he struggled. And he just he allowed a lot of high danger chances. I don't think that's going to you know, change this year. Your national predators are up next. 63.5 to win total, plus 800 to win this division, minus 125 to make the playoffs, 30 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. Craig Smith, gone. Torres, gone. Benino, gone. Your boy Watson, gone. I like the Eric Holla addition. Nick Cousins, Borowiecki, guy hits everything that moves. Um, what do you make of this Predators team? Improved? I, I think they're going to be better. And I think John Hines coming in midseason, that that is always difficult coming in and changing coaches, changing systems, uh, changing how you play, changing your structure. Like it's hard. It's, it, it's, it's hard to, to all of a sudden play a completely different style of hockey. I think it started to solidify um, near the end of the year. They started to become better. I think the the goaltending here, I like this tandem. I know, look at Pecorita is not the goalie that he used to be, but I think he still has some good hockey left in him. And I think Saros is, is serviceable and, and a pretty good goaltender in the NHL. Um, I think Hines is going to have these guys ready to play. I like, like you said, the addition of Hall adds some real speed, which is been uh this team doesn't have a ton of it you mean so having someone like him on the wing luke coonan is a guy they added who i think who i think can become a real player and is going to have an opportunity to become a real offensive player on this team um i have them just making it in the playoffs and i think you know the big thing is is because of the back end they have really a really good defensive core i like the addition of benning and borowicki uh him he's tough you mean like that's a hard guy to play against and they need some of that especially on the back end so uh i like the additions i think 
Hines hasn't gotten a fair shake, definitely didn't get a fair shake in New Jersey. And I think he's been a winner uh, everywhere he's coached, except for in New Jersey. And I think um, he's going to get the Preds into the playoffs this year. And I I think, uh, you know, they could, because of the shortened season in the goalie tandem, make some real noise this year. I think people are sleeping on him. Like, I know, like, like I live here and I, you know, but I just, looking at how the team is structured, it's, you know, there's no massive stars. I think Forsberg had a very down year. Arvidsson was hurt most of the year and had a very down year. Uh, and I think Johansson had a very down year. I think those guys even go back to close to what they were before. This is going to be a very competitive team. Yeah, I think so too. And they were, they started to find their groove before the pause, right? You and I watched them in the very last night of the NHL in Montreal and um, they were starting to hit their stride. I know they just had back-to-back games against the stars. They'd shut them out and then they just, they couldn't score against Arizona. They just couldn't score goals. That's my one issue with this team is where, where's the secondary scoring going to come from, right? They need that secondary scoring from Granlin and Duchesne. They need those guys to just show a little bit of what they showed us three, four years ago. I'm not saying Duchesne needs to be a point per game guy, but he was in Ottawa and he was in Columbus near a short stint there, but they need some secondary scoring. I agree with a lot of what you said. I think Arvidsson bounced back. Uh, Forsberg is still a stud. You and I called Roman Yossi Norris last year on our show, 13 to one. He's heavily favored to win it this year. Um, but a stud on the back end with Ellis and at home. I, I have them in the playoffs. I have them in the playoffs over Dallas. I think that they get in, uh, but it's going to be a dogfight between those two teams for sure. The final team here, Tampa Bay, plus 125 to win the division. Heavy favorites, uh, Stanley Cup champs. Uh, finally, <laughs> they got it done after getting bounced two years ago in the first round. 75.5, the point total. That's pretty high. Um, 650 to win the Stanley Cup. I don't have a ton of concerns. I don't, we don't need to spend too much time here on the Lightning. They are pretty deep, but I thought they lost a little bit of their depth in Shattenkirk, Paquette. They're going to be without Nikita Kucherov all year. Steven Samkos hasn't been – he doesn't have the – cleanest track record in terms of health if something were to happen to him i think that this team could actually be in a bit of trouble uh but i do like goudreau and gord and coleman that's that was a favorite of ours that trio um we talked a lot about them last season we loved the additions uh whatever they gave up a couple first round picks who cares they got stanley they got a stanley cup and they're still on this roster so i like them i just i'm slightly worried about it's kucherov to me i just was taking a look at point 28 power play goals over the last two years. Kucherov assisted on 21 of those 28 and had primary assists on, on half of them. Kucherov is a pretty massive loss of this team, but at the same time, they're so loaded, Eric. I just, I feel like the Kucherov loss and the couple of couple pieces that they lost from for depth wise is the reason I have Carolina just getting ahead of them in the division, but making the playoffs. And to me, they're coming out because Kucherov's going to be healthy, most likely come playoff time. Yeah, I, I, for the same reasons. That's why I had Carolina winning as well. Um, because of the Kucherov, look at he's, you know, one of, if not, you know, he's top three, top five player in the league. And, and you know, those kind Absolutely. of points don't grow on trees. You said about Coleman and Goodrow, like the best thing that happened for Tampa Bay was 
not only were those, you know, additions going into the playoffs, but they kept them. You mean like they're not rentals. This, these guys are, are, are difference makers uh, on the ice every single night, especially in the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, yes, they lost a couple of players, but I think Sorelli takes a big step forward. Yanni Gord really showed up in the playoffs last year, was all over the ice. Every time he was on the ice was, was making things happen. Just a pesky guy gets in on the four check. Really love watching Yanni Gord play. Um, if Stamkos can stay healthy, they they could. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me for them to win this division. I'm 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 leaning Carolina, but I have Tampa Bay number two, and it. I mean, it's it, it could go either which way. So these are my four: Carolina, Tampa, Columbus, and Nashville. Much like the Calgary Vancouver situation, a little bit back and forth, but um, Dallas and I'm going to go with Nashville there on the side of things. I think there's some interesting, you know, like we said, just to kind of recap, I like Columbus over 63 and a half. I think the point total, I, I feel like they get there in this division is, there's a lot of just beatable teams there. And then Carolina, if you want to take a shot at plus 350, I think decent odds and 18 to one to win the Stanley cup, who knows, maybe they'll make an addition um, to get a goalie. I don't know. Like, again, I'm just not sold on, on who they have in net, but I think they're they're good enough team five on five. So who's your four? It's my four in the exact four. same order. We're friends again. Jeez, we are friends again. Okay, well, <laughs> let's um, let's talk Stanley Cup. Let's recap and go through some rewards, awards as we get out of here. Stanley Cup, um, we'll start with you. Uh, what are you doing here up at the top? Colorado, 650. Got the Lightning, 750. Vegas, 8-1. to one. Toronto, 11-1. to one. Boston, 15-1. to one. Carolina, 18-1. to one. And then we'll wrap up... Uh, Flyers 18 to one blues caps 20 to one. What do you think? My pick is Colorado this year to, to win the cup. Um, and because of the, the realignment of divisions, I'm not sure if it's even possible, but I think it's them in Philly. I think in the finals uh, just got this it, for me, for Philly, it's, it's nothing except for a gut feeling and Carter Hart. That, that's just how I feel. Um, so uh, how about you, man? Yeah, I got Colorado too. <laughs> We're sitting here giving favorites. It kind of sucks to do, but um, I bet Colorado in September at nine to one. I tweeted it. I said that they, they would probably drop down to six, six to one. I thought that they would add in the offseason, and they did. I, I love the addition of Brandon Saad. He's one of the better five on five players. Um, Devon Taves, like, are you kidding me? They just gave this guy away in New York. They're like, okay, we can't sign him here. We'll take a couple picks for him. He's really, really good. He's a, a phenomenal puck moving defenseman, a great skater. He's only been in the league a couple years. And it's just such a nice get for Colorado. Like he's going to get paired up with Makar. It's going to be one of the better pairings in the league. I, I love yeah. that addition. Um, you know, you're only going to see you know, last year they were so good. And how many injuries did they have? Landeskog and Rantanen was out. Makar missed time. Grubauer was in and out. Franzus came in and was, was phenomenal when he needed to be. And I believe Burakoski, Kadri. Um, Don Scoy, all of these guys missed time and Colorado is still yeah. one of the better teams in the league. So they're unbelievable. The they really are. I mean, and how many times have I said this to you, learn how to lose before you learn how to win. We've seen it so many times in sports yeah. we saw it with the penguins when they were a young team and they went up against the Detroit Red Wings, the Red Wings had them and then they played each other the very next year. And then the penguins had them, the lightning, right? That young team with Cooper and company learn how to lose before you learn how to win. I think there was a big learning curve for Colorado last year and I like them a lot. It's hard for me not to, I think it's decent odds. Usually the cup favorites are four to one. I mean, we've seen Tampa before three to one, four to one. So I think it's still decent to, to back them. 
Uh, my other team is Vegas. I think it's one of the two. It's it's Colorado or Vegas. I like the addition of Petro Angelo, Leonard, a full year. So it's one of the two to me that are going to go to the finals. Like it's either Colorado or Vegas. It's tough that they're both in that division. One of them has got to come out, but one of them are going to have a really good shot uh, to do it. And like I said, long shots. Uh, I believe Montreal, I mean, you could hedge it if you want. If they find a way to get out of the division and make the semis, you'll, you could be potentially in a decent hedging spot. But I think still 26 to 1 for them and the Oilers, like those are pretty good long shot odds there. Uh, I, and I think by mid season, Eric, we could see one of those teams like 18 to 1 or something like that. So I think there's some decent value. I like the Philly call. And yeah, yeah, I put some money on Philly and just out of stupidity and I am the fantasy psycho. I put money on Ottawa. Holy. Why? Well, not much, it, not much, give, but it doesn't take it much to, to make some. Just give me your money. Um, <laughs> if I'm looking at the long, long, long shots, I mean, sharks 65 to one. I think they're going to be massive, year. massively improved. Timo Meyer is going to have a, a huge year. I believe that hundred percent. Hurdle, Couture. Um, they're healthy. Yeah, all these Carson's the healthiest he's been in three years, right? They haven't played hockey in months, right? Like <laughs> months, yeah. Th- this is the healthiest this team is. Is they were a perennial playoff team, going you know going in the playoffs, being banged around, you know playing in long series. That didn't happen last year. Uh, you know most of these uh, star players on this team were banged up, uh, and, and they're not. Yeah, you know, I think that San Jose is going to be massively improved, and uh, and Dubnik's better. Going to disagree. Yeah, and and Dubnik is 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 a good goaltender. I believe that. Yeah, Martin Jones had the worst five on five save percentage in the NHL over the past two years. He's been awful for that team. Okay, I told Mayo I would keep this around forty five minutes. Matt Best, very sorry. Uh, like I said, long edition of this show. But as we wrap up, like Hart, Calder, Rocket, Norris, um, we could rapid fire through this. Let's, let's start with the, let's start with the Rocket. We got Matthews four to one, Ovechkin six to one, Drysaddle eight to one, McDavid nine to one. Um, what's your thoughts at top of the board and any value you see? Matthews. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't argue it. That's it. That's it. That's it. No, like just Matthews. Okay. Um, That's it. All right. I'll give a couple more. Ovechkin uh, tied for the lead in goals last year. Um, he has the most over the past two seasons. Six to one. Not bad. Uh, dry settle. He only trailed Ovechkin by one goal last year and 93 over the past two seasons. Second most in the league. Eight to one. Not bad. Uh, getting deeper. McKinnon, 12 to one. Zibinijad, 22 to one. I like that as well. I don't think last year was a fluke. He's improved his goals from 14, 27, 30, and 41 over the past couple of years. High shooting percentage, surrounded by a ton of talent on that team. He's a sniper. And then Taylor Hall, if you want a really long one. Oh, wow. It's actually changed from two days ago to today. I had him at 40 to one. He's now 35 to one. I mean, it's a shortened season. He has a, a, a 40, 39 goal season on his resume, Eric. And who knows, man, Jack Eichel. I mean, these two could yeah. catch fire. It could be a, like an unbelievable connection. Absolutely. Like Victor Olfson was shooting the lights out. He was unknown. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, I, I might've been the only person talking about him uh, last year and, and he was shooting the lights out. If he can do it, Hall could for certainly do it. El- Eichel's going to take a huge step forward. Hall was on a team that is not concerned about scoring or hockey or much of anything. Uh, the, the Coyotes last year, this is a big step up for him. And I think uh, where he's being drafted is a massive, massive value. 
Man, he almost scored 40 playing with the Devils. Nobody. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'll take that one. Art Ross, most points. McDavid, plus 350. McKinnon, plus 500. Drysdale, 650. Panarin, 11-1. Your boy, Matthews, 15-1. Marner, 14-1. McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah, I like McKinnon, too. I will say this. Drysdale, 650. Pretty decent odds. Um, yeah. For a guy who led the scoring, led the NHL in scoring last year, uh, a league high two hundred fifteen points over the past two years. So I, you look at McKinnon three or McDavid three fifty, but you want a little bit of value there. I think um, Drysaddle at six fifty, pretty solid. Okay, Hart, McDavid four fifty, McKinnon five fifty, Matthews eight to one, Drysaddle eleven to one, Panarin eleven to one, Pedersen eighteen to one. What's your thoughts here, McKinnon? That's that's uh, I I think he's going to have an unbelievable year. I think people are going to he talk should have about won it this last year. year. I think he should I, have I think so year. too. Uh, and for me, I think this year he's you know the right age, you know, the right skill set, the right everything. They're going to talk about this season for him. Unfortunately, it's shortened, and people are going to talk about it for lots of other reasons. But McKinnon will be remembered for this season. I believe that. I agree. We had him last year at heart, 10 to one. We were burned. I felt like we were robbed. I really did. With all those injuries that Colorado had, I really feel like he should have been the MVP. There was such a huge gap between him and Makar, a rookie defenseman in point scoring. He was everything to that team. I like him at plus 550. I wanted to throw Carter Hart out there, not because his last name is Hart, um, but 55 to one. I think he's going to take that step forward too. We haven't seen a goalie win all the hardware like Vesna and Hart since Carey Price in 2014, but these two, uh, the comparisons are there. Um, Canadian, World Juniors, like it's been there for a while, the comparison, the Carey Price, Carter Hart comparison. I think Philly is a strong team. Uh, I, like I said, I think that they're going to win that division. Actually, we didn't even go over that division. I think that they're going to win the division over Boston. And if because they're so loaded with a lot of players that it may be – difficult for voters to be like, okay, you know, Giroux or Hayes or Couturier or anything. Oh, why not just give it to the goalie and Carter Hart? So those are the long odds that I have. Um, but for me, I think I top the board. I think McKinnon is a, is a decent pick. I, I didn't even want to give any more because I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, honestly, it's, it's McKinnon. If Buffalo were to get into the playoffs, I think you could make a case for Jack Eichel. So if you like the Sabres to make the playoffs, you could go Eichel. Um, anything, let's go Norris, Norris and Vesna to wrap up. Um, uh, I think I'm McCarr, and I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dougie Hamilton makes a lot of noise this year. Another guy in a contract here, right? Mm. You dig that. Um, had he was 400. playing unbelievable until the injury. Like he, he was, was. He's six unbelievable. McCarr shouldn't be 12 to one. And those are great odds. I think you take them right. Rookie of the year last year was phenomenal. Could be a point per game guy on that blue line. How good he is. I think Brent Burns, 25 to one, just three, four seasons removed from winning the Norris. I think a bounce back in San Jose. I Morgan Riley at 22 to one is interesting. My long shot is Ryan Pollock at 70 to one. The Islanders didn't do anything. They traded Taves and then Boychuk retired. It's like, holy crap, we just lost two defensemen. This guy's just going to log a ton of minutes. And he's a sniper. He can score. He, he's, he's got a little bit of scoring touch. So this is like long, long odds. I think Shea Theodore is interesting. 12 to 1 as well. All right, let's wrap up with Vesna. What you got? Uh, for me, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm leaning Vasilevsky still. He's unbelievable. I think he's going to play more than a lot of other starters. Um, I love the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, 
that's who I have, but I, I do have a real sneaky suspicion about Carter Hart. I wrote about him at the athletic last year. And I said, look, this guy, you know, if, if you're playing in a dynasty league, you need to be getting this guy, you're acquiring him from somewhere. He's going to be unbelievable. He's going to be the best goalie that Philadelphia has had in the last 10 to 15 years. And I feel like I'm right so far. Yeah, probably since Hextall, right? Yeah. Um, or Czech Manic. I don't know. Um, yeah, I like that. Hart, 10 to 1, Price, 11 to 1. Um, Grubauer, 17 to 1. They're going to be one of the better teams in the league. Why not? And Igor Shesterkin at 16 to 1. I wanted to bring him up for rookie of the one. I think he wins the Calder rookie of the year. He could, yeah. But he's he's heavily favored. Like there's just no odds there for for him to to get it done. He's plus 300. Susel is 10 to 1 and Zegris is 17 to 1. Was 25 to 1 last week. So you got to get on it. Um, appreciate it. Eric, it's been a blast. It's been great. Yeah, man. Um, we, we went long, but this is what happens when they keep us away from each other. I know. Um, it's my bad. Uh, a little <laughs> long uh, on the preview show. Uh, again, we'll be back every every day. Not you and I, but you and I will be back on Mondays. But the show, for the most part, will be 45 minutes. We'll keep it under wrap. A ton more bets. I got a ton more bets over at FTNBets.com. Top point getter, top goal scorer. Throw one more at you. Pacioretty to lead his team in points plus 500. Actually, in goals plus 500. And that's exactly what he did last season. Okay. So shout out to Matt Best. Shout out for Pat Mayo for letting this happen. Subscribe to this channel. Uh, Hit the like button. Leave a comment. Subscribe to the audio podcast of this version. Five stars, rate, review, and just two sleeps away from all the hockey. Thanks for taking the time to hang out, guys. Talk to you soon. (laughs) 